0: We're going to finish talking about the life of Elijah uh, this morning, and we're going to be in uh, 2 Kings chapter 2, and we've looked at some of the events from Elijah's ministry, and today we're going to be talking about the legacy that he leaves. We are born into a legacy. There's a legacy that is left for us, and there's a legacy that we leave, and and that legacy can be either good or it can be bad. God gives us a choice uh, uh, and, and allows us the opportunity to glorify Him. Or to not glorify him, and Elijah, of course, chose. Uh, after some some struggle, he ultimately glorified the Lord and and uh, pointed. This, this young man, Elisha, who he had anointed to take over as prophet, pointed him in the right, right direction. Now there's a number of ways we can look at this passage of Scripture. This is a passage where Elijah is called up into heaven in a whirlwind. And, uh, but I want us to really particularly look at the impact that this had on, on uh, Elisha, his, his uh, servant, his student. Uh, the one who came up behind him and, and took over. So let's read 2 Kings chapter 2. I'm going to ask you to stand, if you would, as we read 2 Kings chapter 2, starting in verse 1. It says, And it came to pass, when the Lord was about to take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind, that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. Then Elijah said to Elisha, Stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me on to Bethel. But Elisha said, As the Lord lives... And as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. Now the sons of the prophets who were at Bethel came out to Elisha and said to him, Do you know that the Lord will take away your master from over you today? And he said, Yes, I know. Keep silent. Then Elijah said to him, Elisha, stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. But he said, As the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So they came to Jericho. Now the sons of the prophets who were at Jericho came to Elisha and said to him, Do you know that the Lord will take away your master from over you today? So he answered, Yes, I know. Keep silent. Then Elijah said to him, Stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me on to the Jordan. But he said, As the the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So the two of them went on, and fifty men of the sons of the prophets went and stood facing them at a distance, while the two of them stood by the Jordan. Now Elijah took his mantle and rolled it up and struck the water, and it divided this way and that, so the two of them crossed over on dry ground. And so it was when they had crossed over that Elijah said to Elijah, Ask what may I do for you before I am taken away from you? Elisha said, Please let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. So he said, You have asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me when I am taken away from you, it shall be so for you, but if not, it shall not be so. Then it happened as they continued, continued on and talked that suddenly a chariot of fire appeared with horses of fire, and they separated the two of them. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven, and Elisha saw it, and he cried out, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and its horsemen. So he saw him no more, and he took hold of his own clothes, and he tore them, In in two pieces. He also took up the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and went back and stood at the bank of the Jordan. Then he took the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and he struck the water and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he also had struck the water, it was divided this way and that, and Elisha crossed over. Father, I pray that we might see the impact that we may have on the lives of others. Lord, that we may allow the impact of of your kingdom and your word and your grace to to influence us as we stand as lights and salt upon this earth. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. I love the story of Elijah. I told you that. I I like his story because it's outstanding. We, we looked before how Elijah had run away and God said, You know what? I've given you a chance to, 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 to vent. I've given you a chance to, to release your frustrations. But I still have work for you to do. Now go back and anoint uh, uh, Jehu and anoint... Uh, Hazel and anoint Elisha and, and do the work that I've put before you to do. And Elijah went back and he did that. He performed the ministry that God had put before him to do. But I want us to look this morning at how that impacted this one who came behind him. Uh, uh, our legacy, the legacy that we leave, has the opportunity, first and foremost, number one, to have a powerful influence. You have an opportunity to have a powerful influence on those that come behind you. And when I say that those that come behind you, I always mean your immediate family, first of all, your children, your grandchildren. You have a powerful impact, a powerful legacy upon them. Uh, you have the opportunity to influence them in a great and mighty way. But also within the church, you today have an opportunity to influence those who come behind you, who are who are learning the faith. Who are growing in that faith? Who are going to impact the next generation? I I talked about Bible school. What a great uh, a great time to talk about legacy after finishing up Bible school this week, because these kids, many of them who come from the neighborhood who don't go to church anywhere, come in here and they see people who love Jesus. I I mean, I'll tell you personally, I know that has an effect. I didn't go to church a lot growing up, but I went to Bible school every year. That that blue school bus would come pick me up, (coughs) excuse me, every summer, and I'd go to vacation Bible school. Well, I wasn't I was 21 before I got saved, so it took a while for it to sink in. But I remember those things. I remember standing up and singing Zacchaeus was a wee little man. I remember eating cookies and drinking Kool-Aid and and these sweet old ladies who, who loved on us and, and did stuff with us. That, that had an impact. Understand this, that we have an opportunity today. Jennifer, I'm not calling you an old lady, okay? Uh, uh, we have an impact, uh, 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 an opportunity to have a legacy to those that come behind us. We have an opportunity within our homes to have a legacy. We have an opportunity within our church to, to have a legacy. Elisha was sold out to what God was doing. And if you read back and you read about that calling, see Elijah was instructed to go and call uh, and anoint Elisha to take over. And if I get their name switched around, y'all have to overlook me, okay? It's real hard to do. But, but Elijah went and anointed Elisha to take over as prophet. And you know the story there, hopefully that you've read that, that, that when he came and he said, look, the Lord wants you to come and follow after me and be his prophet. that that Elisha was out in the field plowing with two yoke of oxen. And he took those oxen and he he slaughtered them and and he he chopped up the the plow and he he, he burned them. He had a big old barbecue. All right? That's about as Baptist as you can get. All right? Well, God called and we had a cookout. All right? (coughs) Of course, I'm joking. But, But Elisha did exactly what God had called him to do. Well, why did he do that? Because look who it was that was telling him. Everybody knew who Elijah was. Everybody in that region had heard what had happened on Mount Carmel. Everybody knew about him taking on the prophets of Baal and about fire coming down from heaven. Word had to have gotten around about what was going on. And so when Elijah came and said, Son, I want you to follow after me, Elisha said, Here I go. Let's get it. He wanted what God had. Church, I want to tell you, when we get to the place where we want what God has for us, oh, there's an end to what God can do in our lives. But so often we want what we want and we want God to sprinkle His little blessings on it. But that's not the way the Word of God works. God says here, here's what I want you to do. His ways are so much better than ours. His calling is so much higher than ours. His wisdom... It's by far superior to anything that we can think of. And, and this influence that Elijah had over Elisha is incredible. I want you to look at two things about Elisha's life, about this influence that, that, he, that Elijah had on him. Number one, look at his calling. Look at the way he jumped all the way in. Here's what we do sometimes. God says, step out into the water. And we go... Right? God says, come on in. Dive in. Be a part of what it is that I want you to do. And we go. And we step back. And we drip dry. We we dabble in the things of God. I want to tell you, you can get in a lot of trouble dabbling in the things of God. Because what happens is you begin to see what God wants you to do. And then you run away, and you begin to see, and you run away. And and pretty soon, you're the most miserable person on the face of the earth, and you don't know why you're miserable. Because you're going, I know I'm supposed to be doing something, but I'm not going to do it. So we keep pursuing the things that we think we want to do, instead of doing the things that we know God has called us to do. Thank you, Brother Ricky. Appreciate that. And we dabble in the things of God. We, 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 we test the waters when God says jump in. Elisha jumped in with both feet. He went from plowing a field to winning souls. He went from, 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 from working in the field to working in the fields. Can I say that? All right. You think about Matthew chapter 9, end of chapter 9 and beginning of chapter 10. You've heard me say this many times. Jesus said to the disciples, he looked out over the the multitude and he said they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he said, pray that the Lord of the harvest will send harvesters into the field. Because the fields are white unto harvest and laborers are few. You know that passage of scripture. Then if you read on in the beginning of Matthew chapter 10, Jesus sends the disciples out into the field. A lot of times, I believe we're afraid to pray for what God wants us to do because then we'll feel like we need to do it. Amen? We look around and we see a need and we say, Lord, there's really a need that somebody needs to step up and do that. Yeah. Practical application time, church. Lord, we really could use somebody in the nursery. Lord, would you send somebody to the nursery? Would you send somebody to work in there? Oh me, I can't do it. I'm otherwise obligated. All right, <laughs> Lord, we need somebody to, to 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 minister with us at Rest Haven. Could you send more people to minister at Rest Haven, Mike? We need help over there, don't we? Amen. We need more people to minister. Could you send people, Lord? Lord, the church could, could use some, some financial... Uh-oh, don't go talking about finances, preacher. The church could use some financial help. Some of y'all don't know this. We had to buy an air conditioner this week. Cha-ching, all right? Could you help send somebody, Lord, to send you... uh Is that way too personal? Would y'all rather me be vague? All right? Uh, That's that's like the old preacher that said, the the bad news is we we need such and such amount of money to take care of something. Good news is that we have it. Bad news is it's still in your wallet. All right? It works real well that way. But understand, uh, Elisha jumped in with both feet. He didn't dabble. My question to you this morning, not just those things that I talked about there, but God's calling upon your life. Are you as committed to the calling of God upon your life as Elisha was? God said, son, I want you to follow me. He said it through Elijah, but he said that's what he, he wasn't just following Elijah, he was following God and, and Elijah's leadership in it. My question is, are you as sold out to God's plan for your life as Elisha was? Look at his calling. God said, jump, and he jumped. God said, come, and he let go of all that he had. New Testament, you say, that's Old Testament, preacher. That's the way they did things back then. Look at the New Testament. Jesus walking along the the shore that day, and he sees a couple of guys cleaning their nets. What's he tell them? follow me, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. And Peter and John and James and Andrew, they said, eh, maybe later. Right? No. You know what the Bible says? It says that they forsook all and followed Him. They left everything that they knew to do what God was calling them to do. Church, I want to tell you, God's calling is greater than anything else you can pursue in your life. It is going to last for eternity. It's going to have an eternal impact on those that come behind you. So Elijah, this influence he had on Elisha, uh, first of all, his calling, but secondly, his commitment. Look at this story that we're reading right here. Elisha was like a a bulldog with a bone, man. He wasn't going to let go. Elijah is telling him, look, I've got to go on to, to, to Bethel. You, you wait here. You just hang out here. And, and this eloquently, a scripture. I love how it puts it, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I'll not stay here. I'm going with you. I'm going where you're going. You, you ever have kids in your life like that? Children or grandchildren? They want to go where you go. They hang on to you. They put their hooks in you. They want to be where you are. Amen. You know what I'm talking about. I had a little fella tell me the other day. He said uh, his papa didn't believe in heaven. Ten years old. My papa don't believe in heaven. That's a shame. Is that little is eternity is wrapped up in that. We have an opportunity to have an impact. We have an opportunity to leave a legacy. You look at Elisha's commitment. Why was he so willing? Why did he refuse to leave Elijah's side? Because he knew where God was going to work. And he wanted to be a part of it. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 10, He said, you will be hated by all for my name's sake, but he who endures to the end will be saved. Elisha had that endurance. He said, I don't care how hard the road is, I don't care where you're going, I want to be where God is working. This is a powerful influence that Elijah had upon his life. Secondly, we see the personal impact that it had on his life. Now a couple of things we talked about in Elijah's life. Elijah practiced faith. He 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 fully had faith in what the Lord could do. He, he practiced trust. He he trusted the Lord to feed him on the on the uh, creek bank there as he sent ravens to, to bring him meat and bread in the afternoons and the mornings. He trusted the Lord. Uh, we saw in his life the determination he had as he stood against the prophets of Baal and he would not give up and he refused to dishonor God and what he was doing. So we see all that in Elijah's life, but guess what? How did that impact Elisha? We see the same things going on in his life. What you sow is that which you will reap. What you sow into the lives of those who come behind you is exactly what is going to be reaped. Personal impact. Number one, look at verses 3 and 5. Two different times the sons of the prophets come out and tell Elisha. What are they doing? They're trying to dissuade him from going with, with Elijah. And they say, don't you know he's going to be taken away from you today? And he said, yeah, I know. Shh. Be silent. Don't talk about that. I'm not dwelling on that. So so what is Elisha doing there? What is he practicing? He's practicing what he saw in the life of his master, his mentor. He's practicing trust. He says, yes, I know this is what the Lord has said. The Lord has revealed to him that Elijah is going to be taken away. So simply what he's saying here is, I know what's coming, but I trust the Lord for the outcome. We have the opportunity in our lives to trust the Lord and to show others that we trust the Lord. And it may impact somebody who comes behind us. We see also in Elisha's life, we see determination. As I said, verses 4 and in verse 6, he would not leave Elijah's side. Elisha was committed to the work, but he was also committed to the person. Think about the relationship between these two people here. Yes, Elisha was committed to doing the work that God had set before him, but he also had a concern about his, his master, Elijah. He said, I'm not going to, leave. I know the Lord's going to take you away, but I'm going to be there when it happens. That's personal integrity, personal determination, personal commitment that says, I'm going to follow through with what God has put before me to do. Church, I want to tell you, when we get to that place where we allow God to, to use us in that way, there's a, no end to what He can do in the lives of other people. But they have to see it in our lives. And can I get real personal and practical again? Dragging your kids into church for church on Sunday morning is, is, is going to have very little impact on them. You know where, where our children and our grandchildren are going to be impacted? They're going to be impacted each and every day when we live out the Word of God. Now, drag them to church. It can't hurt. <laughs> and if they're not getting it anywhere else, let them get it there. But they ought to be getting it somewhere else book of Deuteronomy says that we are to teach it to our children as we walk along the road and as we lie down and as we rise up. We are to write the, the Word of God as frontlets on our foreheads and put them on our doorposts and our gates. The Word of God should impact our lives each and every day. The reason Elisha was so determined and so committed was because he saw that in the life of Elijah. He saw it lived out. He saw what it meant to be a man of God. I want to tell you, we live in a culture today where, where men of God don't stand up like they used to. We live in a culture today where a lot of times we're content to sit back and let, all, let the women do all the work. And women, not, don't get offended by that. We appreciate you. We love you. But, but sometimes the men just need to step up and be men. There are things that men can do in the lives of their children, in the lives of the, the young men and the boys of this church that the women simply cannot do. And we have got to step up and be men of God. And women, there are things that that you can do in the lives of children that we can't do. We need to practice what God puts in front of us. We need to be determined to live out that calling that God puts in our lives. And as we do that, we can see the personal impact that it has on those that come up behind us. I want to tell you that right here we see the impact that it has on this young man. I, I, there some, I, my brain don't work like everybody else's, I don't think, sometimes. I'm reading this, I'm seeing a movie. I don't know if you see the movie when you read the story, but, but I see it. And I can just see in the eyes of Elisha the, the, that spark That says, this man has impacted my life and I'm going to stay with him till the end of it. I'm not going to leave him. I want to be there when God calls him home. And I want to be able to tell the story to those that come behind me. So we see him practicing trust. We see him practicing determination. And we see him practicing faith. He asked for something very difficult in verse 9. As they had crossed over and Elijah said, ask what you will. Uh, what may I do for you before I'm taken away? And Elisha said, please let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. Now, that has a, uh, that's awesome. That's incredible. What Elisha is asking there. Because number one, it's a compliment to Elijah. He said, I want a life like you lived. I want to be a man like you are. I want to be a godly person like you have been a godly person. I want to live out my faith like you have lived out your faith. I want to impact for the Lord like you have impacted for the Lord, and I want to do more of it. What a testimony. What a testimony to say, I see what you have done, I love what you have done, and I want to do that and then some. See, because our culture is, is backwards in that today. I, I firmly believe that. We're, we're raising up socially a generation of, of, of kids that, that want to do less and get more. What's the least I can do to get by? Amen? Just being, being straight, alright? What's the least I can do to get by? Well, where do they learn that? They learn it from us. You remember the old drug commercial? I learned it from watching you. All right. Anybody remember that? They learn from us. What's the least I can do to get by? And it goes in the wrong direction. Whereas we can turn that around. The church can turn that around. Christians in our culture today can turn that around. The Christian family can turn that around and say, and what more can I do for the Lord? We can pray that for our children and our grandchildren. We can pray that as a legacy in the church. Lord, I've tried to do what I can do for you. I pray that my kids would be able to do more. I pray that you would multiply the effect in their lives. I pray that you would increase uh, the, the, the kingdom of God through them. personal impact we see right here in Elisha's life. Elijah had had such an influence on him that we see the very traits that we saw in Elijah's life, we see coming through in his life. And and I'll close with this. The last thing here is the public implications. Because it's great to have faith. It's great to be determined. It's great to trust the Lord with the outcome. But how much greater to see the impact that it has on those around us? See, Elijah did something and it impacted Elisha. Elisha began to live for the Lord and it affected those around him. If you read on in this passage of Scripture, the, the, Elisha came back across the, the, the waters here. In, in verse uh, uh, 14, he had crossed back across the water. And said, verse 15, Now when the sons of the prophets who were in Jericho saw him, said, The spirit of Elijah rest on Elisha, and they came to meet him and bowed down to the ground before him. Now why is that important? Because these are the same guys who just a little while ago were saying, Elijah's going to be taken away, don't you want to stay here? They, di- they didn't have the respect for the authority God had put in his life, and when they saw what happened, When they saw that Elisha had stood firm in his principles, he had stood by the man who had mentored him, who had grown him, who had helped him become the man that God intended him to be. And he came back and they saw that the spirit of Elijah was upon him. He was living as Elijah had lived. They bowed down in front of him. Now our goal should never be to have somebody bow down in front of us. But in Scripture, in this passage of Scripture, we see the reverence for the Lord's work that these men had. And they could see what Elisha had seen all along. They can see now that God was doing a great thing. And they began to acknowledge this legacy. And here's where we wrap it up and put a bow on it, okay? If we do those things that God has called us to do, if we live out the life that God has called us to live, if it impacts the generation that comes behind us in the way that it should then the next generation will be able to see God working in their lives. And the next generation will see God working in their lives. Do you see what happened in the, in the early church in the book of Acts? What happened? that the, the, the church increased daily. That a, few, a handful of guys sold out to Jesus, turned the world upside down, and thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people were getting saved. We've turned it around the other way. It takes thousands and thousands and thousands of us to impact one person. That's not the way it's supposed to be. Each and every individual in this room who knows the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, who has the Holy Spirit living within them, has everything that they need to impact a generation. How much more do we all have together?